If you're ready to take action to create the life and business you want and be surrounded by courageous, like-minded warriors, entrepreneurs, creatives, and professional freelancers supporting each other and feeling the fear and doing it anyway, I invite you to join my free online community, Momentum Warriors. Just head over to www.momentumwarriors.com now. You're listening to Transitions Podcast. Learn how to make money doing what you love, become more confident, create a positive impact, and have the lifestyle that you want with marketing consultant and small business advisor, Anthony Chansamuth. Welcome to Transitions Podcast. I'm Anthony Chansamuth, and I have with me my beautiful friend Nina Concepcion who is live from Bali. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> now where are you in Bali exactly? I am currently in Karabakan which is just outside Shangu which is the southwest side of Bali. Okay cool. Yeah. So if you're wondering why the sound and audio is a bit shaky, it's because <laughs> Nina's on an island somewhere and, uh, you know, for the most part, it's, it's sounding fine, but, um, yeah, it may drop out. Just in case. Yeah, just in yeah. case. Okay, so Nina's a transformational coach. She's an author. Book's about to come out. She's just, wow, there's so much more hats that you wear. Um, so we'll start with that and then we'll, we'll explore your journey and how it all comes and fits into this conversation. But I want to pre-frame anyone listening to this as the topic that I want to dive into with Nina is authenticity and passion. And I think that's really the conversation that uh, Nina can can shed a lot of light on. And certainly she's been through an amazing and at times shaky and rocky journey um, <laughs> trying to discover this. So, and one of the questions that come up, comes up a lot for those pursuing the entrepreneurial path is, you know, how do I find my passion? And even if I do find it and I've been in business for a year or two or whatever, how do I know that it's the right passion? Especially when it's getting really difficult, you know, and I'm feeling like I got to, yeah. I got to, like, I either got to give it up or I got to go back and get a, get a job or, you know, I don't know what to do. So, Let's start with how you, Nina, arrived at discovering your own passion. Well, it's, it's really interesting. A lot of people, you know, ask me that question. Um, it's, I, I think that a lot of people, you know, especially with society's expectations and the way that we've been brought up in Western society, we expect to have this massive answer. Like one day we're just going to figure it all out when it's, I, I believe it's just right under our nose. So, uh, so for example, when I was in school, like primary school, high school, I was always the one getting in trouble for talking. Always, always, always. I'd finish doing my work and then I'd start talking to people and I'd get in trouble. So all of my reports said Nina's too talkative. She talks to everyone. Um, actually said to me about a year ago, he said, who would have thought you would have made your career from talking? <laughs> <laughs> it's, but it's something that I just naturally do. I naturally like to talk. Um, so my passion with what it is I talk about, what it is I do, if someone had asked me, you know, a few years ago, you know, what is it that you're passionate about, I wouldn't have said talking because I wouldn't, I didn't know that that's what I was passionate about because I think that when we try and answer that question, we try and think of something massive when really we already know the answer. Sometimes we're just not consciously aware of it. And I think that's a really 
great point you make. And I, I also feel that part of the answer that we try and give is what we think that people want to hear. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's like, because my parents want me to be this person or my teacher in high school said that I would be a great, you know, accountant <laughs> yeah. or whatever it may be. Um, <laughs> and, there, you know, and, and so we try and fit to someone else's perception of yeah. what our strengths are. Yeah. And, and like you said, you know, you're going back to when I was two years old or three years old, whatever it was, and, and I was just that talkative kid in class. Yeah. You know, and, and I've had a similar – it's funny that you say that because I, I – when I was in kindergarten, my first report card – um, was what was written on it was this guy, this kid, he, he great student, but he talks too much, um, and he's, 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 he, he disrupts him, disrupts all the other kids. Yeah, yeah. he's very disruptive. Yeah, and, and I still remember that because this, this this was a story that my uncle would tell me for years, you know. Um, yeah, and it's funny how you say like we're similar in that sense that you know you yep. love to talk and I obviously love to speak, which is why I'm doing a podcast. Um, and it's and. <laughs> Well, this, this, the funny thing about this is I've been so freaking scared to do the podcast, right? Like mm, I've been saying, mm, I've been saying for like two years to people, hey, man, I'm going to do this podcast and I've got, this, you know, I've got all these great people I can interview. Um, and I even did us around, like I did about 10 interviews last year and none of them I, I dared to put online. Like I, they're just sitting on my hard drive. Yeah, you know, and and it's like then I started feeling guilty because it's like people are waiting for me to release this podcast or these interviews I did with them, and then yeah. it's like, well, it's been six months already, so it's too late, and I just feel really bad and feel like shit, like to be honest. And it's really interesting that you say that because you know, going back to authenticity, I find the reason why, in you know, myself and other people, what I found is the reason why one of the reasons why people struggle so much with being authentic is because. Being authentic means being vulnerable and being vulnerable means literally giving the world who you are. It's literally being like, this is who I am. So you doing these podcasts and, you know, anyone who's opened up a business, anyone who's actually doing what they love and they're actually passionate about it, they will very easily, very quickly say to you that this is who they are. Their business, like I, I describe my business as an expression of who I am. It's just another extension of who I am. And that's where I believe the authenticity comes in. And that's why, um, you know, if we work from a place that's really authentic, we actually end up working through a lot of those fears and those barriers and a lot of those insecurities because we find that the more authentic we are, the more we can be who we are and the more we can do what we love and the more we actually make a positive impact on people. That's so true. <laughs> um, uh, and I want to I come back to something you said there about the fears that come up when we have to or we, we, we're moving down the path of being vulnerable, right? So yeah. what are some of the common fears that, that entrepreneurs have about exposing their real self, you know, and that could be to themselves but also to the people now around them or what you might call, you know, the, your, your naked self. What are yeah. some of the common fears that come up around that? Well, what I find so interesting is when I, when I think I don't have any or when I think I don't have a certain one or when I think I've dealt with one, another one comes up. It's like, where did that come from? Like, but I find that everyone has the same fears, you know, fear of rejection, fear of being judged, fear of not being good enough, fear of um, failing they're all common things that come up and it doesn't mean that, you know, I let it control me, but you do feel it. Things come up and, you know, it's one of the reasons why 
um, it's a lot of business owners and a lot of people who are striving to be entrepreneurs take so long to get the business off the ground. It takes them so long to get clients and get, get out there. It takes so long to publish a book. It takes so long to get on stage or release a podcast because they're actually working through a lot of those fears of, you know, if I'm being myself and I'm telling the world that this is who I am and, you know, you're expressing who you are, what happens if the world doesn't like me? What happens if no one responds? What happens if it's just a waste of time? And all these things start to come up. Um, but what's what's so interesting is the more, like I said, the more I find for myself, the more authentic I am, the more things just happen to fall into place. The more authentic I am, the more things fall into place fall into place mm. okay let me let me percolate on that one for a second um, <laughs> and whilst I'm doing that what I'd like to uncover is your journey so where were yeah. you say you know when you graduated school did you you know did you go to uni what was your path well for me um I knew that I was talkative, uh, but I didn't know that was my passion. <laughs> I didn't realize it's something that I love to do. Um, but what I did know is I, I loved helping people. And something my parents, again, going back to parents and what people say to you, is they said, you know, you always have a good debate. You always have something to say. You've always got the last say or there's always something that you have to say. You should be a lawyer. So I thought, oh, yeah, you know, maybe I can be a lawyer because I can, um, you know, provide some justice in the world or I found a lot of people always came to me with their problems even from a young age uh, because I was always quite mature for my age so I thought maybe I'll be a psychologist um so that was what that was my headspace going into high school and then halfway through year 12 I did a couple units in law and I did a couple units in um you know in those areas and I just I didn't enjoy it but again that's what I don't like I made a decision based on one unit one subject in high school with a teacher like those things alone make such a difference. Like someone could, like for example, some subjects in school, you just like them because of your teacher, but mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you should make a life decision based on that or what people say to you, but I did. Um, so I was like, no, I don't like this anymore. I don't want to do this for, you know, because university is four to six years, especially as a lawyer at six years. I'm like, I don't want to go to university for six years. So then I thought, what, what else can I do instead? And my, um, my partner at the time said to me, you should be a... Um, physiotherapist just because it logically makes sense and I thought yeah yeah that makes sense I'll do that so then um, I graduated year 12 and because I hadn't done the prerequisites that I needed to get into physiotherapy I actually fell into exercise physiology right not because I liked it just because that's literally what I fell into and I had you know pressure from family and parents saying you know you have to get in university you can't do nothing with your life so I kind of just did something for the sake of doing something and very quickly did I realize it's not what I wanted to spend my life doing. I would literally sleep in during the week and then I would wake up. The best thing about uni for me was my social life, um, but literally I, I knew I didn't want to do it. So then I, for the rest of my life, so what can I do instead? Again, making a logical decision based on what I think is the smart thing to do. And so I started doubling in PE teaching. And when I started doubling in PE teaching, in between my double degree, the University of Sydney has about a three-month break, as most people know, um, but I decided to just apply for work, just part-time, uh, but I actually got a job in real estate. And in real estate, uh, they, they said to me, you know, I want to hire you for a year and I want you to be in sales. And I said, what? I wanted to be a receptionist and I wanted to work <laughs> for three months. It's completely not what I wanted. Um, but, you know, I, I went straight from university, from school, and I thought, I don't like what I'm doing at uni. It's not what I want to do, so why not? And that was kind of probably the first big 
career sort of risk, I guess you can put it under that umbrella that I made. Um, And then from there, that's when my personal development started. That's when um, I actually started physically, emotionally, every single way possible, started getting rewarded for my authenticity. And um, I, I highly attribute a lot of my success not just with money, but with, um, you know, influence, with still getting referrals to date. People still call me and ask me to buy or sell their house for them. It's because I was authentic. Uh, and then from there, I just realized that I had bigger dreams. And before, when I was in the process of opening up my own office, I left and now I'm here. So thanks for sharing that. Let's go back to the real estate because you said something that led to your success was you being authentic. Can you share yes. a, a story or, or a specific moment where that, that came into play? Yeah. So real estate is um, in the top five hated occupations in the world and it's very well known. Um, salespeople already are one of the haters, hated um, occupations. Mm. Um, and I found that when I was tossing up between, you know, should I defer uni and, um, you know, work for this company for a year or should I just continue doing what I don't like? Um, and you know, logically it just, it's like, of course, of course you try something new, but when you're actually in the position when you haven't taken any sort of risk, really, it is a big decision to make. And at that time it was quite a big decision. Um, but I found that when I was trying to make that decision, I I asked people around me at that time, I was very, I I seeked a lot of people's opinions. I'm a, a lot less like that now, but I remember I was saying to people, you know, I don't know what to do. Should I do this or should I do that? And all my family and friends were completely split 50-50. Half of them would say, you would do really, really well because you're so outgoing and you're so friendly. And the other 50% said, Nina, like, you will crumble. It's a dog-eat-dog world. Like, they're all scumbags. They're all liars. And that's not you. Like, you'll get eaten alive. So I was like, I don't really, like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. So I just took a risk and I did it. And I found that even though I was very fortunate to have a boss that I did because he was very supportive and he... He, he was incredibly supportive. I couldn't have asked for a better boss. Um, but there were, I'm not going to name any people, but there there are some people in the the company that I was working for that did test me. They they do sometimes work unethically. They do make deals um, when it's unethical, even though it's, um, it's, you know, not within my values. And often there were many opportunities where I could have done the same thing and made some money and made the sale or... Um, you know, gotten gotten the sale over someone else, um, but then I, I, I just thought to myself, you know what, I'm, I, I'm not going to go against who I am. I'm the one that's going to have to live with that at the end of the day, and, and, almost overnight, people just, people can smell, especially customers now, because we're moving into you know a space of a higher level of awareness with humanity. People cannot smell when you're inauthentic. They can smell when you're lying. They can smell when you're not being yourself. And even though at the start I probably made less sales because I, I didn't want to do anything unethical, I very quickly did the sales start rolling in because the people who didn't buy or sell off me, they referred people who bought and sold off me, which doesn't normally happen very early on in the real estate career. And I like, I'm going to just repeat that. So the people who did not buy from me ended up referring people to me. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Because you're being being you, you you are being exactly. real with people, and you know yeah. how something. So so you published a blog post last week, which is all about how to get paid doing what you love. 
one of the key points you put in there, and I'm going to share this as a link um, mm-hmm. when we put this online, one of the things you talk about is being brutally honest with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So how did you learn that lesson and, and how did that, has that helped you and your clients with what they're doing in the world? I found that, and I was actually having this conversation again a couple of days ago, um, I found that when we are having trouble making a decision, it's not because we don't know what to do. It's because we know what to do. It just takes courage to finally make that decision. Um, so I found that the more, sorry, could you can you hear that it's that kind of Indian music in the background? That's all right. It's adding to the, to the Bali vibe, so <laughs> it's all good. I'm getting distracted and I'm trying to walk away from it. <laughs> That's okay. But because Bali is so open, like the, there's not really any closed areas. I'm yeah. like, where can I go? And That's I'm walking fine. around. You know, my villain. I'm like, that, I can't find somewhere quiet. Sometimes it's, um, stuff happens, right? Ask, ask me the question it. again. <laughs> the question is, um, you speak about being brutally honest, and, oh. and what is yeah? And how did you so, learn this? And and, and how does yeah. it help you? Or how does it help someone listening to this? Because they're going yeah. brutally honest. You know, like when I hear that, I get yes. scared, right? I'm like, what? Yeah. Some yeah. people are gonna hate me if I do yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, so it's, yeah, like I said, whenever we are faced with a tough decision, a very, very classic example is a girl who's unhappy in a relationship and she's constantly complaining about her boyfriend and yet she's like, oh, it's so hard, I don't know what to do. It's like, you know what you should do and what you're supposed to do, but you're just not doing it. So being brutally honest with yourself, once you cross that line of being honest with yourself, you kind of can't go back because then you're directly lying to yourself but for as long as you pretend to be in denial of what you're actually feeling and what you're thinking and what's actually going on with yourself your life actually moves at a faster rate because the more you can be honest with yourself the more you can make faster decisions even if they're difficult so let's 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 play this out so um now some people are not um, this is not a judgment. This is an observation. Yeah. And because yeah. I've been there, is, is yeah. that sometimes you're living in, in, in this illusion of a world where you're thinking, yeah. you know, I, I do my nine to five, I, I'm making some money, I can do, have, you know, these holidays once, once, you know, yeah. once a year, or whatever, I've got the boyfriend or the girlfriend or we're getting married or whatever it may be. You know, I've got parties on the weekend and I've got cash that I'm, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's an illusion. Right, so yeah. so because deep yeah. somewhere within themselves, it's like this. They know. They know. There's you're part right. of them that knows. Yeah. Yeah, and and I, I hit that. I hit that in 2006. So I'm in this corporate world. I'm you know, career high flyer. Call it what you will. And then, but what I was doing every weekend was intoxicating myself. Yeah. Like crazy. Which is most of society. Right. And this is very common. So if you're in, it is. in, it in is those common. environments, right? So you in real mm-hmm. estate, uh, I've come from IT. I've got friends who are in accounting and finance who similar stories. They're, they're out, yeah. they're, 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 you know, having these fun times. Um, yeah. but, I'm, but, but now I'm looking at that and going, I was depressed. Like, yeah. I, I, I hated my life. Yeah, um, looking back. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and well, you know my story, but some people listening to this don't. Uh, I ended up in hospital for two months and had a brain surgery. Right, and that's what was my, you know, my pivotal moment. Um, the thing that made me realize, shit, like there's much more to life than just working for a paycheck um, mm-hmm. and then having these holidays once a year, right? And that was to me was this brutal. To me, it was like the universe, if you want to call it that, yeah. was giving it to me and going, 
here's your moment of honesty and truth. <laughs> it's almost like a slap in the face. Yeah. It's like you didn't listen to all my other signs, so I'm <laughs> going to tell you now. You have to listen now. So, so have you had an experience like that in your life? It, it, you know, and or, or do we have to have those rock bottom moments in order for us to really understand what's going on? It's really interesting. Um, you know, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, it's an amazing book. Whoever has not read it, I highly recommend it. He says that the more self-aware we become, the less we need to hit that rock bottom because the more self-aware we become and the more honest we can be with ourselves, we can start to see what's holding us back without the universe having to be like, whack, now you can't ignore it. Um, but when people are constantly ignoring the signs, when they're going against who they are, when they're making decisions that they know kills them inside, like, for example, just tossing. I can never toss. I can never throw rubbish outside my window when I'm driving because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I feel like I'm killing the world. Hmm. But I think I did it like once, years and years and years ago, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want to drive back and pick it up. Like, it's little things like that when you know – you're doing something that's bad and it's it's almost cool to do, but it's like, I don't want to do it. So why did I do it? And I know that so many people think it, they just don't say it out loud because they, they don't know what they're like. They've got a fear of being judged or what's someone going to say if I say that to them, they're going to think I'm crazy. But everyone has the same thoughts. And I find that, you know, there was like in an early stage of my life, I was quite depressed and I was in denial for a very long time. Um, but I found that when you learn to face your biggest demon, the one that scares you the most, although as you get older and as you start, you know, living a more fulfilled life, you do make harder decisions, but they kind of get easier because you've kind of built that muscle of making hard decisions and doing what's right for you. So for me to go against who I am now is way harder than it would have been a few years ago because I'm... I'm so used to doing what's right for me that even the thought of doing something against who I am, like I cringe. That's very interesting. And I like that you express that as almost like you're going to the gym and training a muscle. Yeah. You know, but what you're training is your ability to be more honest and real with yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and bring that to the world. So yeah. what's the upside? Okay. So, so what's the upside of you having lived your life in this way? Everything. I, I can't, I, I don't even know where to start. I find that the people, you know, and I love observing people. I think people are incredibly interesting. And when I speak to people and, you know, Anthony knows this, but I'm quite intuitive. So if I'm talking to someone, I don't listen to what they're saying to me. I'm feeling what I feel from that person. So when someone's saying to me, oh yeah, I love my life. I do this and I do that and I do this. If I don't feel like I'm getting a happy feeling from them, they may not even know it, but they, I know that they're in denial somewhere inside of them. And that's why, you know, I, I believe it's so important to have that coach because they can see things that you aren't, if, like you aren't aware of. Even having amazing conscious friends, they call me out on stuff that I don't even realize and vice versa. Um, but I find that the more I'm able to be honest with myself and the more I'm able to, um, you know, do all these things that we're talking about, only am I happier not only do I feel at the end of the day I get in bed I'm like oh, like I feel amazing if I died tomorrow I would be okay with it and if you know if I, I feel like the more I do this the more 
I've made a positive impact on the world. And I think that's something that no one can ever, ever take away from you. And that's why I find people who are quite self-aware, people who are being themselves and people who have really worked on and continue to work on self-love and being honest with themselves, they actually have a higher level of love for other people as well. They have deeper relationships with people. They connect more with people. More people get drawn to them because people want that, what you have. And it's because it's all inside of us. It's not that we we want to grab it off that person, which, you know, some, some people try to do, but really we all have it within us and that's why it resonates with other people. So how does that, having that relate or translate to business and success in business? That is such a good question. Again, I was having a conversation with someone either today or yesterday about this. I think it was today. My days are all muddled up now. That's what happens when you have really long days. You're in Bali time. Um, I get it. I don't even know what day it is anymore. (laughs) I was like that even in Sydney. Um, How does it translate to business and money? I find that sales in particular, whenever you're selling anything, product, service, anything, which is business, that's all business is. It's just selling. Even relationships, it's selling. Ideas, you're selling something. Um, I find that sales are very quick manifestation of how authentic you are. It blows my mind. So inauthentic and still do very well, but I find that it comes to a point where it peaks. It gets to a point and then the business will start to crumble because it's just not sustainable. And the people who are more authentic and can be more of themselves and I don't just mean be more of themselves. I mean, you know, people who are ethical, people who actually want to make a positive difference, people who come from a space of love and not hate or fear. So those types of people with being yourself. I found that those sorts of people, they they are the ones that are really, really happy with their life and they're really happy with where they're going. I hope that answered your question. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, so if I was to recap that, um, when you operate from a space of, authenticity and realness and you're not afraid yeah. to speak up and speak out yeah. and just be true to your own values right and, and yeah. you then what happens is you attract other people who, who are looking for that or feel that or resonate with that or exactly. click with that yeah. um, so what you find yeah. in your business is you're going to find clients who are amazing because they're the ones yeah, exactly. who are going to be real yeah. with you, and they're not going to lie and bullshit yeah. to you, and, and, and you know, and particularly because you're you're in the world of because you you are a coach and you work with people on transformation, you're dealing with stuff that some people don't want to deal with, like you know yeah. they, they they're lying yeah. to themselves, and so you know you yeah. might help them come to realize this, and they might run away from themselves because it's not about even running away from you. It, yeah, you know, exactly. I, I've, I've had that experience where I've been working with someone or, or someone was coaching me and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm not ready for this. <laughs> um, but, you know, like I, I, yeah. um, I learned from that and that's why I value and like you say, it's important to have someone, whether it be a coach or just conscious friends, yeah. you know, you can reflect yeah. and mirror. And, and, and I value, like, like I've told Nini this, but I value having Nina in my life because she's one of, I can count them in, on one hand, a number of people who would tell me the honest truth. You know, and, 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 and that's very rare to find. You know, I mean, there's conscious communities, but, but I'm speaking, spe- like, in my world, you know, day to day. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's very valuable to have uh, someone um, who can do that for you and for you to be that person for them as well. Yeah, right? yeah. Cool. So, and it takes yeah. a decision, and I, th- I think what sums up that question for you is people do not buy 
what you're selling. People buy you. So the more you work on yourself, the more everything falls into place because if, like, have you ever gone to a restaurant and you really like the restaurant, but the person is so, you're like, no, I don't care. I'm leaving. Like, I don't care how good the food is anymore. I do not want to deal with this person. Absolutely. I've walked out of restaurants because of that. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Me too. And I'm just like, you know, like, and that's exactly what it is. People and all of my clients, all of the people who are interested in my book, all the people who I work with and I meet and collaborate with, they are first interested in who I am as a person. And because they resonate with something I have said or part of my story or my authenticity or and what they resonate is something with, that's within them. And that's why the more authentic you are, the more connections you can make with people because you can't make a connection if it's fake. But the more you're yourself, the more people can find things to relate to, which is what causes the connection. And that is what converts into sales. I love it. We can go on for hours. Uh, <laughs> we won't because we've hit our 30 minutes. And, uh, and I want to thank whoever's listening to this. Now, you're going to be on the stage with me on April 9 yes. um, at Supercharge I'm looking forward Business. to it. Okay, so this is in Sydney if you're listening is, to this call. Nina, sorry, what? I think it's a perfect example yeah. sorry, of us facing our fear. Me and Anne have been talking about this for like two years and we are finally doing it. So it's just a perfect example of, you know, just keep going. Just keep going. Don't get dis- disheartened. Just keep going. Absolutely. And... Do fun things with fun friends and people you yeah. really care and love um, who are superstars. And So what, what can people expect from you, particularly on April 9? Expect the unexpected and don't expect it all, actually. Um, I find that when we have an expectation of something, we actually limit the magic and the possibility when it's our expectation that actually stops us from learning what, is, what it is that we actually need to learn. It's like we've got a filter. And the more we have an open mind, don't expect, the more you'll actually get out of it. I love it. And at the same time, what would someone who's, <laughs> you know, right now, sitting there and going, you know, yeah. I, how, I how want, would they benefit? Hey, I want to how help, my, I want help with it? my business. How, yeah. how does coming along and meeting you help them? What I'm going to help people, specifically at the Supercharger Business event, is raising your perception and your awareness of things that you can do to improve your relationship with yourself, everyone around you, your business, how you interact with people and how that can translate into money. Boom. Okay. And a high level of happiness. Absolutely. Because it's not just about the money. It's no, actually it's not. About everything else. So love Money it. comes second. Yeah. Okay. And how do, how do people find out about you and contact you directly? Yeah, so I've just relaunched my website. Yay! Woo! So it's www.thenewview.com. So T H E N E W V I E W. And everything I possibly do is pretty much on there. My my story, my books, my the event coming up, um, everything. Everything will be on the website. Is is on the website. Wonderful. And even if they're not in Bali, that's not going to be a problem, right? No, it's, yeah, it's, it's a dot .com, so it's an international website. Yep. What about if someone wants to work with you, like the fact that you're not in Australia? On the website. <laughs> on the website. Oh, there. So I, I coach my clients on um, a video video calls 
over the internet. So, you know, while I'm in Bali, all of my clients in Sydney, I just speak to them over, it's kind of like Skype, but it's not, um, but it's video calls. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world, as long as you can talk some English, <laughs> even if it's a little bit broken, I'm sure we can get there. Um, but that's all on the website as well. Beautiful. Okay, so that's www.thenewview.com. Yeah. Dot com. Yes, and I'll actually want to offer, um, you know, the people on your podcast is a special offer. If you, yep, sure. if you send me a contact um, on my website and you say, um, you know, Anthony Chansamuth or refer to this podcast at all, I will give you um, anyone who does it one free session. And how long is that session go for? One hundred and fifty. Five minutes. Cool. So it's one hundred fifty dollars session. Did you say five minutes? 45. <laughs> <laughs> the the yeah, line dropped line out. I'm like, minutes. five minutes. Whoa, that's powerful. That's powerful. Um, 45 minutes with Nina. Get connected to your authenticity. Get to your passion, whatever it is you need help with. Um, Nina's there for you. Newview.com. Mention Transitions Podcast. Just go, if you want the show notes for this and all the links, just go to www.transitionspodcast.com forward slash zero three and that way you have all the links on there okay so thank you for listening nina love you so much and i can't wait for april 9 love you too it's been my pleasure and yes people come you would love to see us both talk yeah <laughs> and for that one guys it's supercharge your business the website is www.sybevent.com we will see you there thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you later Bye.